There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right, Cincinnati's Q102. It's Jeff and Jen, 822, ice storm warning. Ice storm warning in effect until noon, and we are going to see most of this freezing rain continue throughout the morning until it changes over to rain this afternoon, high of 37. Uh, Right now it's 33 at Cincinnati's Q102. Let's talk about dating for just one moment. Yes. There's a lot going on in the dating world today. Um, in the in the age of Match, Bumble, Tinder, we're seeing a sexual drought, according to this article I read in The Atlantic. Is that what they're calling it, though? Are they calling it a drought, or are they yep. just calling it a shift in the way people are behaving well, the name of the article was the sexual drought. Okay, you know, I don't know if uh, it's. I don't know if it's worth taking they were literally. It different but, on TV. Okay. Yeah, they call it the sexual drought, and they're saying that fewer. They're saying that uh, people young are people having are less. having less sex than ever before, and that's interesting to me, considering all of the dating apps that we have, especially apps like Tinder, which you know was supposed to be like a hookup site. And the reality that fewer and fewer people are doing that is just an interesting um, symptom of what they say is a bigger problem, which is rooted in our inability to uh, communicate with each other one-on-one, face-to-face, and we're turning now more to porn to satisfy whatever our sexual... And doing this when we're alone. And doing this when we're alone, especially... If you're having trouble finding someone who is into the same stuff stuff that you're into, isn't that interesting? I think so. I, I mean... So dating isn't easy. You know, finding someone who's kind of on the same page with you, into the same stuff as you. And I think, you know, I think now compared to 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, we're being exposed to a lot of different... Um, preferences that we weren't even aware of. And I think we've been exposed to some on the second date update. I mean, there have been things that Tentacle have come up. Porn. Right, that I'm like, what is that? And Tim's like, well, I know somebody. And so Tim seems always at the inside track. I know but it a lot doesn't, of people. Right, but it does seem like there are a lot more options out there than there used to be. But I also think dating dating has always been challenging. But if you throw in something that's quirky... I do think that you're limiting your options. Absolutely. 
And I did, and I would, and I would understand why people feel like, well, if I can't find somebody that's into that, I'm just going to do that for take care of myself. Well, I love the fact that people aren't settling. Because mm-hmm. how many times have you known people who are like, well, yeah, let's go ahead, we'll get married, even though he or she's not into what I'm into, and then two years down the line. One of them screwing around on the other because they're not getting what they need at home. Or I think there's a little bit of uh, because we have this phone in our hand mm-hmm. and we have so many beautiful filters that make us all look perfect. Mm-hmm. And we all follow these celebrities that are in our face nonstop with their stories being perfect and doing perfect things that mm-hmm. expectations are a little bit off as well. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they say uh, the average adult used to have sex 62 times a year. And now that number is down to 54. Um, And they say what's troubling about it is that research continues to show that a healthy sex life is linked to a happy life. And having a partner is a stronger predictor than ever of happiness. So, you know, why are young people having so little sex despite the easing of taboos? And the rise of hookup apps, you would think it would go in the in the other direction. But, yeah, if they're not calling it a, a sex drought, which was the title of this article, some are calling it a sex recession. <laughs> hmm. New cases of HIV are at an all-time low. That's great. Yeah. M- most women can at last get birth control, can get birth control for free, and the morning after pill without a prescription. But, uh... Fewer young people are they are looking, having you know, sex. Are they looking for more depth in the relationship? Is it becoming more about the connection than it is the the phys- physical gratification? Could that be a piece of it too? Which I think would be pretty. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at five one three seven nine one forty four forty or at theplasticsurgerygroup dot com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cool. Yeah, I think it is part of it. I also think there's this culture of like, you know, if, if I can't find that, I'm going to do it myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to take care of mm-hmm. myself. Like, in this aspect as well. Like, if, you know... Another it's, aspect of not settling. Exactly. But I, I've also heard that, like, you know, a lot of uh, millennials get, you know, judged for being like, it's all about me, 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 me. But this is like a really great way that they're making their life about themselves. Yeah, there are some really great benefits to this when you look at it. I mean, the teen pregnancy rate has plummeted. Um, teens are launching their sex lives later. Um, from 1991 to 2017, the... Center for Disease Control and Prevention's Youth Risk Behavior Survey found that the percentage of high school students who had had intercourse dropped from 54 to 40 percent. In other words, in the space of a generation, sex has gone from something most high school students have experienced to something now most have not. And uh, as I mentioned, the U.S. teen pregnancy rate has plummeted to a third 
Wow. Of its modern wow. high. When the decline started in the 1990s, it was widely and rightly embraced, but now some observers are beginning to wonder whether an unambiguously good thing might have roots in less uh, salubrious developments. So, it looks like today's young adults are on track to have fewer sex partners than members of the two preceding generations. And people in their early 20s are two and a half times as likely to be abstinent as Gen Xers were at that age. Hmm. Pretty wild, huh? Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. Wow. You never know it from listening to Second Date Update. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Maybe people aren't always calling for, you know, that thing. Like the relationship part of that. And as if dating isn't hard enough, a recent survey in England asked people to name the top things you should not talk about on a date, especially a first date. It used to be just uh, religion and politics. And then guns and abortion got thrown into the mix. What are, are any of those four still on the list? Yeah, religion and politics are on it. Are still there. Definitely on it. Okay. Uh, and some of these are specific to the UK. For example, the British reality show Love Island made the list. Don't talk about Love Island? <laughs> Evidently not. <gasps> Did you see the preview for The Bachelor? Just reminded me because that made me think, I wonder if The Bachelor is the is kind of what the UK's version. Don't talk about it on a date. <gasps> So number one, do not talk about your past sexual experiences and sex in general. Number two, do not talk about your past relationships, especially why they failed. Number three, because I almost feel like that's part of the interview process. Like I've had women ask me, so uh, tell me about what, so what happened between you and her? What went wrong there? And I always tell them the truth. It was her. That's totally. <laughs> my God. It's really her fault, not mine. <laughs> no. You got to take responsibility for your part in it, right? How long? You don't talk about how long it's been since you had sex. Uh, you don't talk about religion. You don't talk about your insecurities. Don't complain about the restaurant or venue you're at. These are the top 10 topics to avoid on a date. <laughs> What's funny is I would be willing to talk about absolutely any of those. If I were asked any of those questions, I would openly and honestly share. And I would hope that if I asked them, I'd get that same kind of honesty back. Because why not? They say you shouldn't talk about any drama that's currently going on in your life. What are you supposed to talk about? Nothing. Wow. Check out the uh, lamination of this menu. It's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about the fact that you Googled the person before your date and what you found about them and don't talk about whether or not I you want to have kids. All loopy. I think that's all just absolutely crazy. Oh my god! I think you should be able to talk. Well, you should be able to talk about it if you're willing to listen and not judge. That's, well, that's the no only fun. thing. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, you can still discern whether or not this is a person you want to date by their answers, but you don't sit there and go, oh, God, they're a horrible person. So you save all this stuff for, like, the second date, I'm taking it? Or, yeah, when? If you get a if you get a second date, you are allowed to talk about in the future whether or not you want to have a child. That is nope. ridiculous. Nope. Lay it all out there, I say. And if they say no, no means next. <laughs> wow. I did like that part of dating, though, going on the first date, even though it made you really nervous. I always loved getting to know a new person. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that we did probably talk about a lot of those things that you're probably not supposed to. Do you ever remember a guy asking you a question that you felt uncomfortable answering or felt was an inappropriate question to ask? Do you? No, but I remember asking one that almost had me in tears. Really? When Scott and I first started dating, I asked him something about his father that had passed away. Uh And he was like, I don't really think you should ask me about that. And I was like... I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Because <laughs> he scolded you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, because that was the thing. Was I he was, scolding you or is he just saying he didn't want to go there in the moment? Uh, I think he was kind of scolding me slash I don't really know you that well. So why are you talking about this kind of mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, and I'm sure. And was this know, on the first date? No, it was probably on like date three. It was early. Do you guys it was like- early. But we didn't like officially date date. We hung out a lot. Right. But I do remember like, and I will tell you, like we were at the bar at Buckhead in Newport. And I said this thing, which I don't want to say because it was, you know, sensitive. Yeah. And he's told me and I was like, I'm going to be right back. And I went to the bathroom. and was like, (gasps) (sighs) 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 (sighs)
to three other people. <laughs> it's so true. Do you want me to scoot my chair in? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably all touch hands. I know. We could. I know. The thing is, though, I mean, whoever you're revealing yourself to with real authenticity and vulnerability, the person that you're revealing it to for some topics really has to earn that right to hear your stuff. Mm-hmm. No, there there are things that you can't just admit to everybody. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Like I would say it to you guys, but I'm not saying you wouldn't it to necessarily anybody else. say it with the mic on. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Over 60% of adults, 60% of adults under the age of 35. of adults under the age of 35 now live without a spouse or a partner. Hello. (laughs) 60% of adults under the age of 35. So 18 to 35. Yeah. Okay. Live without an apartment. Yeah. And the writer of that article that I was telling you about spoke with sex researchers, psychologists, and um, therapists, sex educators, young adults. And there are a lot of theories thrown around, you know, that the the sexual recession, as they call it, might be a consequence of the hookup culture or economic pressures, surging anxiety rates, psychological frailty, widespread antidepressant use, um, streaming television, environmental estrogens leaked by plastics, dropping testosterone levels, digital porn, the vibrator's golden age, dating apps, helicopter parents, careers, smartphones, all those things. Like, name a modern blight and someone somewhere is is ready to, to... blame it well and it's such a mix i mean it's such a combination of different things for each and every person that keeps them single i can't tell you how many women i'm meeting more and more of them that have been married one two or three times and now have been single for a while and they're just done and they're not upset about it they're not lonely they don't feel like they're missing out on everything they feel very fulfilled they don't even miss the sex they're just like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need somebody else to fulfill me in any way. I'm good. Hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm meeting another one of those women every week. Hmm. That's how you should feel, though. And then if someone does come along, you're in a great place because you already exactly. know you're who complete. you are. Yeah. There is this no, you complete me. Right. You complete yourself. And then that person just enriches all the things that you already are. And hopefully they're complete within themselves, too. Speaking of completing yourself. Are you going to talk about completion? Self-completion. Yes. (laughs) What What in the study does it say about self-completion, Jeffrey? What are my other favorite topics? (laughs) (laughs) From 1992 (laughs) to 2014... The share of American men who reported self-completion in a given week doubled to 54% 
and the share of women more than tripled. And again, access to porn is part of that story. Of course, in 2014, 43% of men said they'd watched porn in the past week. Uh, The vibrator figures in two major study 10 years ago found that just over half of adult women had used one. And by all indications, it has grown in popularity. Shout out to our pure romance peeps. That's right. So, yeah, the dating landscape has really changed. How you doing, Jen? Jen's hacking. (laughs) She's getting all choked up over there. All this oversharing. I saw her slide, <laughs> slide to the left a little bit during that last part. Jen's face is red. Her eyes are tearing up. Just let me grab. <laughs> I lost. That's exactly what's happening. The universe is telling me to shut up. That's what's happening. Stop spewing it. Jen, I know. Shut up. Let me tell you a little bit about the endocannabinoid system. Endocannabinoid system. Yeah, that. Maybe let me tell that. you a little yeah. bit about it. Let me grab. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm better. I have a lozenge. <laughs> I can hear you clacking it. I know, right? Mm, I'm sucking on it hard. My mother would have made you spit that out in the trash by now. <laughs> it is 841 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's uh, Q102. What is the latest number? I heard 97,000 people without power right now. Yeah, 90 something is the last I saw as well from Duke. Yeah, so. Uh, Tough day all around for a lot of tri-staters that are uh, waking up to the power loss and also just trying to get into work this morning. An ice storm warning remains in effect until noon, so we'll see the rain and freezing rain continue throughout the morning and then change over to strictly rain this afternoon and this evening with a high around 37. It is 33 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, a classic second date update that you may have missed the uh, first time around. It's got a message from Tia. She says, Jeff's mom is totally going to write you guys a letter over today's talk. Oh, no. Hashtag self-completion. That's so true. <laughs> Can't wait for my new mug. Well, she knows all about Jeff and that. Right. No kidding. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can only imagine how many times she caught you. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.